0: Hershey
1: Sherps. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 200 of Video Games Hot Whoa! Day. Guys, did you think we'd make it this far?
0: Sure. I, yeah, sure. pretty
1: much. Yeah, I thought yeah. we would. You, Jim, you started at like episode 168 <laughs> yeah, it's been easy for me. or something. So yeah, it's been easy for you. We did all the groundwork. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. We laid the foundations. Oh, no, I, I, I'm thankful for that every day. You're just standing on the shoulders of giants, he's next to the, those same giants. It's he's weird. The one that, uh,
2: <laughs> that, that is legitimacy.
1: weird. You do, you do, you do bring a, you bring a jeunesse quoi, <laughs> a joie de vie. Yeah, you bring a ménage à trois. To <laughs> a the a frisson. Yeah, you bring a bijou frisé. A cocole. Shit,
0: chapeau <laughs> de <du laughs> merde. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Chapeau du Mer. Riff's got it. Yeah. Oh,
3: bone uh, mot. How do you pronounce that? Bon I don't know. Yeah, good. Bon mot. Bon, 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 bon mot. Mont. Yeah, that's a brand of applesauce, right? Bon yeah. mote. A bo- oh. Bone mot. <laughs> bon mot. Oh, bone mot. And a, wow. and a Ludu, yeah. the Duke boys.
0: So, are we doing anything special for episode 200?
1: Evidently not. We're really bad at celebrating milestones, Well, right? oh, we're talking about Axiom Verge. That's pretty special. Yeah, okay, that, is, that is pretty special. Game. Yeah. We could play uh, Mill Burns to celebrate our milestone. Right. Wait, that's Mile Bones. But then it's a Bones <laughs> yeah, moat.
0: More Bones.
1: Yeah. Ah, more Bones. <laughs> that's the Oops, KFC's less popular. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> New Pizza Hut wings. Oops, all Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Show up right after somebody else gets regular wings. <laughs> we'll they take have care of you. to
3: introduce that because, like, where are the Bones going? You can't just throw them away.
1: I remember a vegetarian that I talked to once talking about how the fake chicken wings were pretty good, but they really missed having bones in them. And I suggested, why don't you just take bones from <laughs> other people's chicken wings that they ate and put them inside your corn <laughs> or whatever to provide structure to... And they were
3: appalled. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> appalling. It has to be done, like, but without... you, you. Outside of your field of view, I think.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'd have to not know. I bet somebody could make these
2: are some rubber
1: like bones. Some plastic and then you just fake use fucking chicken bones
3: because they're free.
0: Instead of plastic, though, why don't you just
2: put something like candy in the candy? middle? Candy? Like yes. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> I have so peppermint
2: either, stick. Yeah, you eat my chicken nice. wing, <laughs> and and then you get desserts.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Vegan buffalo wing molds sold at the store. Like, there's plastic molds that you pour your filling into, mm. and it goes around a bone that's like embedded in. <laughs> the mold <laughs> okay and so when it dries like you pull it out and it's got like the little stick you can hold it by right i i think that's a i think it's a winner like a wooden bone yeah you could make it out of whatever you want well i'm suggesting chicken bones which are already the right shape well yeah okay, okay. in plentiful supply. and we're just throwing them away let's, exactly
2: okay, let's get uh ice getting. cream treats yeah and then we'll just coat the entire outside of the drumstick ice cream treat with
1: with fake chicken ham <laughs> Okay. And so you eat it and then you have dessert. So it's inside. like a drumstick duckin? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, okay. So, and then you coat it with salad on the outside. So okay. as you eat into it, like a oh, gob yeah. stopper, you get every increasing course of the meal.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah,
0: didn't you invent some sort of food? Recently? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thin sliced roast beef with mayonnaise spread on it, and then you you wrap it around a hard boiled egg. It's pretty huh, good. So it's
1: kind of like a non breaded Scotch egg. Yeah, kinda, sort of, okay.
0: or or kind of like a cross between an, an a an a non fried, non breaded Scotch egg, and like an a, a solid lump of egg salad. <laughs>
2: huh
1: okay but is
2: there meat in both a scotch egg and an egg salad
1: there's no uh, well no there's not meat, in, there's meat i, I in guess you could put egg. like ham in there's meat around salad. a scotch egg yeah,
3: as you were describing that i was like that sounds pretty good yeah until someone brought up the idea of breading and frying it and now I want that instead yeah you've never had a scotch egg I don't think I have ah you should they're find a place that good. has
1: scotch eggs and have a scotch egg okay. although they're often served cold which I think is less good like but it's
3: basically a hard boiled egg breaded and fried and with frozen
1: sausage wrapped around it and then breaded and then deep fried and then yeah cooled off and served later okay
2: yeah do you then hollow it out and drink Scotch? drink scotch out of it, out of it? yeah I mean I do okay
1: Ah, Guys, episode 200.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. We we can finally stop. We've
1: really done it, yeah. Um, We don't do anything special for anything ever. Pretty much. We don't know what we did for episode 100. Jim wasn't even born yet. No.
0: We could go back and listen to episode 100 as part of the celebration for episode 200, and then we'll kill both birds with one stone.
3: Yeah, we could retroactively insert something exciting into that podcast. And we could. Hmm. We could sneak preview the assignment
1: for episode 200. I'm getting vibes from the future. It's (laughs) going to be a game called Axiom Verge that no one has even heard of yet. It's made by one guy, and it's good, and it's a lot like Metroid. (laughs) Okay, that's the insertion. Cool. Okay. Now, uh, put me in the weird tube. Uh, (laughs) Give me a bulletproof vest so that... Joseph Gordon Levitt can't kill me oh and I will try to insert it into the episode.
0: <laughs> oh, are you sure it's the kind of time travel where you get to come through with your clothes on? Mhm. Not the yeah, they Terminator do. And style.
1: It, a bunch of metal strapped to them too as payment. You didn't see Looper?
0: Uh, no. But how do you know that it's Looper time travel and not Terminator time travel?
1: Well, Cuz I was making up the story. <laughs>
3: Oh <laughs> good good reason.
1: Termin- I mean Terminator time travel it's weird because it seems like if you could send back like metal a robot bones yeah yeah could, yeah. yeah that was not very well justified. Nope. I mean, it also seems like if you really wanted if it was important that the that the Terminator have clothes, they could just like he doesn't need a stomach, right, right? So you could just have like a saddle bag mm, yeah he could, you could have I mean, a or he could have just
0: been painted to look like clothes in the first place instead of <laughs> being a naked guy it
1: it does But it was of, human flesh, right? Oh, I said yeah, it has to be human has human flesh.
0: biological. Right? That,
2: that, could,
1: but only the outside has to be biological. So you could also So if you can make that, you could also just make a suitcase with skin on the outside of it or that would make it You could it just dress him in
0: like leather, laptop. right? Couldn't he have just been wearing leather pants?
1: Oh, like live cow leather, like leather with the veins still in it?
0: Ooh. I mean, like is another, that's like, is like that's your... what the time travel machine is looking for to see whether it lets some skin past or not is whether it's got veins <laughs> in it.
1: Yeah, they have to be veins full of blood. <laughs> they have to be viable veins.
0: That's, so that's like, the problem with
2: my chicken nuggets. There's not enough veins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> like you could get, you could send like two guys in a horse costume back, but the horse costume has to be made out of a hollowed out real horse.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: Like, that, that's do you still think, alive yeah do you think okay so here if you had some sort of substance that could dissolve just muscle and bone but not veins or skin do you think that you could put that in a horse and then now you just have like a horse balloon filled with a circulatory system of a horse that's still alive
3: i think by definition yes i mean you'll need i, th- I think you you'll need some, you'll need some struts in that.
0: there to hold like the heart
3: no, you, oh, you got fill guys. With, you fill it with
1: helium, <laughs> and then it flies no, away. You fill it with guys Winning. so that you can send them back in time to win all the costume contests <laughs> because no one will have ever seen such an amazing horse
3: costume. <laughs> okay, okay, that's how they funded the war, the the, the guess, Trojan War. I guess
0: the guy, the guy in the front <laughs> half of the costume, he, like his arms aren't sticking out of the costume, so he'll have his hands free to like hold the heart. <laughs>
1: Well, no, the guy in the back holds the heart. The guy in the front has to smear peanut butter on the different parts of the horse's mouth to get it to talk.
3: <laughs> maybe you, maybe that works for the rest of the horse's organs, too. You just smear peanut butter peanut on the butter heart, on and the heart so just moves.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So so those, those electroshock paddles they use to bring you back to life, that's peanut butter they're smearing on them before they... But-
3: <laughs> Only, only if you're they're trocking a horse.
0: Okay, so what do they put on it if you're a human?
3: I don't have a good joke for that. Yeah, what what makes humans talk? Boredom, money. <laughs> so they're, they're smearing boredom on the paddle. Money,
1: yes. <laughs> boredom uh, butter. I've got some money-based money based lubricant.
3: Hey, hey, Zach. Maze. I see you've got the emails thing open. I do. Do you guys want to do Bef- some listeners
4: before emails?
1: you do that? Oh, okay, all right. Before you do that, we should talk
3: this? about escape stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, we did a room escape. We're, oh, nice. you, you can't really talk about it. That's it, true. It was one of those team ones where there's a bunch of teams in a room uh, all solving the same puzzles. But this time, we actually escaped from the werewolf village. It was your first one, Jim. What was your experience of it?
3: Without, uh, without any spoilers. Without spoilers, I was mostly watching Kevin solve puzzles. <laughs> just <laughs> because he's so fast at it. And I was like, I think I, I, think I helped a little bit, but... I was mostly just happy that I mostly understood the solutions and I got to, I guess that's a spoiler, but I got to check my work when the guy explained everything at the end, which was weird. I didn't expect him to do that.
1: Yeah. You know, I think the fact that they explain everything at the end makes people less likely to make a webpage explaining it because they know that there's no audience for that webpage. Oh. That is my theory, at least. Also, in general, I think people who would pay that kind of money to go do a thing are not interested in spoiling it for others. Right. And not interested in having it spoiled for them. So even if it does exist on the internet, they're They're not not going to seek it out. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I actually did, um, I did the escape the time travel lab, uh, like a year ago. Oh, right. Right. And this one was a lot, more like everybody sits on a, at a table and does worksheets. Yep. Yeah. Whereas the time travel lab one was a lot more hands-on and like you're searching a room. and
1: I like those better.
3: Yeah, me you know, too. I'll, I'll take one of these if it's all I can get. I mean, it's still fun to solve puzzles with your friends. It is. Um, but I do like there's a little bit of extra, you know, something to it when you're like actually solving puzzles in a space.
1: Yeah, the time travel lab of all of the scrap entertainment which is the Japanese company that does these of all of the the rooms that they've done. The time travel lab is like the most sort of theme and mechanics align of all of them. Interesting. Because it, and and it's not much, but
3: there's usually none. Right. That was something that like, yeah, this the escape the time travel lab. When I remember coming out of that thinking like, that's just barely good enough. You know, <laughs> In terms of... And that's that's one of the best ones
1: yeah. that
2: I've seen, actually. Like, yeah.
1: You would really like the one in Portland that just got shot down by the fire marshal. I think they're back... Oh, did they work it out? Yeah. They murdered the fire marshal. <laughs> oh, smart.
2: They just put them in the room and didn't tell them how to
0: escape. Yeah, I mean, this is just... <laughs> they're setting up the plot for the next one.
3: <laughs> to right. find
0: out what happened to the fire marshal.
3: Well That's a... I feel like that's uh kind of a Japanese adventure game thing where they're a lot more willing to the Japanese designers are a lot more willing to just put an arbitrary R2. puzzle in a s in, in a game. Uh whereas American game designers tend to take more from the mist uh mm-hmm. the the mist style where it's it's a space that has to make sense and the puzzles right. have to fit in the space. Yeah. You
1: know it's weird because I feel like now I feel like I'm maybe just culturally bigoted because I feel like the American approach to that is actually just better like i, I mean can, i agree uh, but yeah. this may be because we're Americans, right that's what i'm that's yeah. what i'm saying uh i mean i know, the, the portland the portland room escape with with like to escape one or two spark of resistance one or two exceptions all of the puzzles were sort of fundamentally like diegetic and aligned with the theme and a thing that would be in the space that you're pretending to be in or at least in the like mm-hmm. you know comic book version of the space that you're right. pretending to be in and that just seems like if you can do that why wouldn't you why wouldn't you i i right? wrote a text yeah.
0: adventure game once about how much i hate room escape games where the puzzles don't make any sense logically in the space and how bullshit it all is I don't admit, I don't recommend I'm not going to say what the title of that game was because I don't recommend anyone actually play it. Uh, but. Yeah,
1: I mean okay, it was I will like link it, to it was in the show notes. Like it was intentionally <laughs>
3: cruel to the player, yeah, right? Yeah, like it, it was. so um well, I mean the the advantage of having arbitrary puzzles is that if since you're not you're not operating under that the constraint of having them make sense, you can make hypothetically better puzzles.
1: That's true. On their own terms. And I definitely can feel that in like video game room escape games like I don't care if that like of course the lock on this is just a grid of four by four things that can be any color like whatever it's a video game when it's a real space though it's like oh you it's critical that you escape from this village full
3: of werewolves here's four crossword puzzles like (laughs) uh, no. Yeah yeah. One thing that was weird about the time travel lab was how sparse the room was compared to rooms I'm usually in. Mm -hmm. It, it, it was as dense as like a room is in an adventure game. Right. Which is not as dense as it is in real life. It was just very like.
2: So the problem is if you have a bunch of just set decoration, it becomes very difficult to differentiate Things that are actually important. Exactly. You
3: can't just hover the cursor over it and say, oh, yeah, this is important. (laughs) And there even, I think, was some decoration, like pure decoration in that. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We kind of got screwed by that in one of the first Escape Room games that we did because, you know, the solution to a thing ended up being to, like, kind of take apart a piece of furniture that we just didn't. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have occurred to us to do, you know.
3: Yeah. It sucks when you don't. I mean. Having played a bunch more now, would you have thought of that?
2: That one is by far the most sort of, like, destroy everything in the room that
3: I've yeah, ever encountered. Yeah, like, one of the things I was thinking about when I played Time Travel Lab was that I didn't really have a good sense like my, of, of, like, what sort of things the designers would do and yeah. what they would expect me to do, so I don't really have a good sense of where the game ends. And part of that is helped by, like, there's just someone in the room... That will, like, tell you to stop doing something if right. you're not supposed to do it.
2: <sighs> Which I also would prefer they're not have, like, another being there. Although they need to... Yeah. They basically need to watch you to make sure that you not... Please turn
3: the light back on. Well, and in, in the yeah. Time Travel Lab, I think it was justified thematically, too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it was important that there be an actor in there.
2: That's true.
1: It's, you know, it's good for them to serve a purpose. The, the like... The Portland game and the ones that we've done in Phoenix had a feature that the Japanese ones don't really, which was somebody watching you and giving you hints at all stages, sort of. As needed. I don't know how I feel about that because it is a thing that can so dramatically change the sort of character of the experience. And you never really know, like, how good is the person giving the hints going to be at this and how...
2: like. We we that the one room that we asked for sparse hints we did not make it out of. That's
1: true, but it was also a bad room.
2: The puzzles the puzzles were less, although the puzzles in the first one were not all that.
1: Well, it was bad because we did bad at it. Sure, <laughs> it was bad because I didn't like it, and it made me feel like a big dumb dummy failure idiot. I guess I am. <laughs>
2: A big dumb, dummy, dummy, dumb, dumb failure idiot.
1: You guys, two people sent emails to the old uh, Video Games Hot Dog email address. And weirdly, these emails came in like a minute apart, and they were both about how much of an asshole I am and how you guys should kick me off the podcast. (laughs) Whoa, really? Yeah. From two totally different people. Totally unrelated, I'm sure. Fascinating. Yeah. One said it was, uh, you should uh, kick me off the podcast because I'm a racist. Okay. Uh, And the other one said uh, because I'm a pretentious hipster who... uh, isn't good at video games
2: interesting i think if being good at video games was a prerequisite uh we would
1: all be kicked off for one reason or another (laughs) i don't know jim seems like a guy who can good at a video game
3: i am good at a video game which one super mario 64
1: okay okay i'm good at spelunky there you go i'm
3: not great at
1: spelunky (laughs) i'm good at
0: i'm good at la mulana i think that's true qualify me if nothing else does
1: you might be the best at la mulana
0: I don't think that's true. There's some pretty amazing speedrunners.
1: You did a thing that the internet believed was impossible.
0: True, true. Now,
2: uh, Riff, you need to put a man on the moon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eh, There's nothing out there to see.
2: Wow, what a bleak outlook. Yeah, have you never looked at the dark side of the moon?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's even less there. Do you guys want to do some listeners' mails? Yeah, I guess. Sam says, listening to you guys inspired me to create my first video game. Oh, nice. Could you say check out Stoneshire on the Wii U? I also wanted to ask, when did you guys decide to start making games full time? Currently, I work full time to pay rent. I decided to start making games full time. Once I had a video game that was making enough money that I could justify to my mom quitting my job and making video games full time. Jim, you did it when you ran a
3: big Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, I was doing stuff before that. I was laid off from my day job, and I was.
2: What was your day job? Before I was that? I was
3: a web developer doing website back-end stuff. Okay. Um. I got laid off when like well it wasn't a layoff it was the whole company just basically shut down, um. And I uh, I took the next few months to finish Frog Fractions, and then that got really popular. Like and, I, and my plan had been okay I'll I'll do this and then I'll get another day job. Um. And then when I had the reputation from Frog Fractions, like this, this is someone who does interesting work, then, um, I realized maybe I could actually start, I mean, maybe I could actually do this for a living, like on my own terms, like with reasonable, reasonable hours. Oh, right. You know, and making, as my,
1: opposed to like getting an industry job.
3: Right. Which I had tried, uh, in like 2004, and it was a disaster. Um, and, um, so you had wanted to be making games i I earlier. had, but then i like I'd just given up on it. I like this is like okay, and I'd accepted this as a hobby, okay, um, and then it became unhobbied after frog fractions Interesting. Um, and uh yeah that that was i that was like God, two and a half years ago. haven't had a day job since then. still pay the rent every month. I feel like I'm doing okay. I spent the year after that making um, a game called Gunhouse for for PlayStation, Oh god, Mobile PlayStation Mobile is the name of it, which is like It was like a contract gig? Yeah. Okay. Um and that was So
1: did that pay enough for you
3: to live? Uh no. Um, because the the uh, the the intended development time for that thing was like 4 months and we ended up taking all year. Um hmm. And so we ended up, both me and Brandon ended up just dipping into our savings a lot to, uh, f- to finish, um, to finish the game. And it was really just like, we were too proud to ship something crappy because the contract didn't say anything about the game having to be good. <laughs> um.
2: That's a, that's a pretty good contract to have.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't take the advantage of it for The lawyer is
0: like, I missed the Curses. most important clause.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. And then uh, after that, uh, my savings were depleted, and I was like, "I should run a Kickstarter to do Frog Fractions too." And here I am, doing K- Frog Fractions too. <laughs> yes, as it's, we speak, it's, it's fucking a around of,
1: recording a podcast well, instead a piece of, of, of doing your area. job that the people have paid you for.
3: Hey, I'm marketing right now. Okay, I guess that's true. Uh, so the guy, this guy, was inspired to make Shire Shrop for the Wii U.
1: Fuck, I archived it. Uh, <laughs>
3: Stoneshire. Stoneshire. Stoneshire for the Wii U. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, Wii U seems like a not a first game platform. To yeah, me. I was yeah, surprised when I
3: heard the, that word. Yeah, I don't know. I do not let's, own a Wii U. Let's so check, it out. check it oh,
1: out. Oh, we can't. Because we don't own Wii U's. No. There used to be one here in this very room, but it is not here anymore. I played both Smash Bros. and Mario's Kart on it. Uh, I thought I hadn't ever played a Wii U, but then somebody reminded me that I had. Yeah, that was a great story. <laughs> it's a lot like playing other consoles. Yeah, remember when I told you guys I was never going to buy a console again?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I'm pretty sure that's still true. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about an Ouya? Mm-hmm. So, what about like yeah, a free? Oh, hold. you mean that thing that totally changed the fucking world? <laughs> what about yeah, a box well, of Ouya's you that buy you networked together? Oh. What about that thing sort of that
0: art. that's coming out that plays every old console game?
1: The Retrion Five yeah. or whatever. I mean, I already have a thing that plays every old console <laughs> game. Yeah, it's called an Ouya. <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, Blank writes. So Kevin can't hear the differences between certain syllables. Zach can't distinguish between background and foreground <laughs> elements. And Riff can't distinguish between things that taste good and things that taste disgusting. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Jim's sense-based weakness? <laughs> what two things can't you distinguish between oh man I'm at a loss education
0: and entertainment it's either either your sense of touch or your sense of
3: smell I mean I've got both of those I haven't noticed any problems but do you sometimes
1: walk into like a rank ass bathroom and think ah that pizza smells great
3: and vice versa I I, I like the way crows sound I think it's pretty
1: I I
0: actually kind of like that too
3: Ah, I, like, I kind of like the way gasoline smells yeah yeah that's yeah. nice yeah well that's not me so we're still we're still working I'm, I'm, I'm offering yeah offering yeah. other things that yeah, no, you no. might be able to agree Once with. A, and admit. A, a rat bit my pinky and now oh I, I b- thought
0: that sentence was gonna end up a lot different
3: <laughs> <laughs> well we could go that direction too if you want no, it, no it, that's if okay. we're sending people back in time uh and ever since then like it's Touching things with that pinky is a crapshoot of, like, whether it'll be just, like, okay, this feels like, you know, I'm touching my jeans right now, this feels like jeans, or, oh, this feels like searing pain.
0: Huh, okay.
2: Is that a
3: real story? The rat bit my pinky? Yeah.
2: Do you think the rat maybe left part of its face in your pinky?
3: I... I really don't know. I think a, a, the pinky is deformed somehow. Or like, did it transfer some of its ability to experience
1: agony into the <laughs> nerves of your? Fear? The rat was like, not very happy, so maybe. Yeah, like, I can't
3: imagine. Like, yeah, maybe it what, was like a homeopathic
1: pain transmission. thing. The pinky thing. of a guy that's hundreds of times your size wouldn't seem to be like a yeah. like a comfortable, cool guy move. That seems like a <laughs> desperate, last ditch move.
3: Yeah, no. What, what did you do, do to the rat? rat? Or a wild this was rat? like. We had we had rats in our house.
2: Like okay. that still that, that did not resolve my ambiguity.
3: What was it, what was your question? Domestic Dick, was or your house wild? like a weird oh, science maze a... or <laughs> No, it was it, like we it... had bread in the house and the rats liked the bread so they lived with us. Okay. okay. <laughs> And we were trying to get rid of them. Okay. If that answers your question. That
2: does. They, they were wild rats.
3: Well, they were in the house. So, like, it's hard to think of them as wild. I guess
2: domestic is probably not the right word because, <laughs> because they <laughs> lived in your
3: house. And we were trying to get rid of them. We were like, we don't want to kill them. So we put down glue traps. It was like, that's humane, right?
2: Ugh.
3: And then, like, we found one on a glue trap. It was like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I spent the next, like, 15 minutes freeing it from the trap. Like using like solvent, yeah, and it was it was very unhappy about this whole situation, and then when it finally got free, it like latched onto my pinky. Oh, jeez. Um.
0: So maybe you just have pinky rabies. Maybe your pinky is rabid.
3: That just is that does that happen? Just the pinky? Yeah. Does it does crave it, water? Yeah, does it like foam
0: <laughs> <laughs> at the nail?
2: <laughs> it isn't right now. Sometimes when you lather up,
3: does it get extra lathery? <laughs> is it unusually aggressive? That, I, I like that symptom of rabies. Like it, it doesn't just produce foam on its own, but like when there's foam around, it's like oh, it just <laughs> produces ten percent additional foam. Right. It's like this is a, this is like this, a this is the multiplier. enchantment on this pair of
1: gloves. Right. Is that you get ten percent additional lather when you're washing your hands while
3: wearing gloves yeah <laughs> and then we switched to the other kind of trap where you it like a door closes instead huh did you ever consider the kind of trap that just like snaps their necks yeah we didn't want to kill them we were no. like oh we like rats they're cute hmm. they were pretty cute they were just fucking eating our bread and they weren't like eating a slice at a time either they were just like
0: oh yeah they just tunnel d- d- out tunnel. The inside. Yeah. yeah it's really so rude they just want the best bits they don't need that crust <laughs>
1: right Yeah, yeah. you know, you could have just had a symbiotic relationship with them if you guys, as a family, just got into toads in the hole. (laughs) You just let the rats burrow the center (laughs) out of the loaf of bread. I never thought of that. That's
3: ingenious. That would have saved me a lot of pain. That's why rats and toads are friends in nature. How do you think
2: they make bagels?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You mean, how do rats make bagels?
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, they get inside the hat of a human and Uh control him by pulling his hair. (laughs) That would work on me. F says, I spit out my guacamole when Jim said, load interface. Did I say that? (laughs) I don't remember saying that. Well, it was, you know, interface. I don't know what you might have been talking about. This was a while ago. Jason says, not a question, but please never allow Zach to describe medical procedures. The entire (laughs) (laughs) bus just saw me wince. Oh, yeah. What? They can't
3: stop me. That was great. That was, Uh, I would do that again. Yeah, I, you know. You should get injured
1: more. I wouldn't uh, enjoy that part of it, I don't think. That You know, that said, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, like, choose to do it again, but. uh, You you got a horrible story out of it, at least. I did get a horrible story out of it. It was great. Like, like when I got my deviated septum repaired and i got a sweet game center photo of my blood pouring down my face oh Oh, is that what that's from
0: yep (laughs) every time i see that (laughs) we're like "Ugh."
1: yep (laughs) it's authentic authentic face blood i haven't seen that one Mm. yeah put it in the show notes (laughs) you'd be surprised how much blood can come out of your nose all the time for weeks (laughs) Without you dying, Do you, did you get a
3: transfusion? Did you get more blood? No, I make blood pretty fast. Yeah. Just yeah. just
0: run a pipe from the nose and back in your ear.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> the
1: ear produces the blood. Yeah. Guys, have you been playing any video games?
0: Mm, I played a. Uh, I you played an, to start La Mulana all over again. <laughs> I played an electronic board game from 1980. Ooh, what was it? It was Mattel Electronics Dungeons and Dragons computer labyrinth game. I have that game. I bought it because the box art is awesome.
3: It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Is that a game that is like part book? No, no. It's like a it's
0: it's like a castle themed tray. It's like an eight by eight grid of flat press buttons. And uh, little plastic walls that you can put in between the squares as you figure out where the maze is as you're trying to escape the, uh, the dragon that I'm pretty sure is made out of pure lead.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's little metal figurines and then like a grid and you start the game and you move your guys around and it will make a sound based on like, oh, you can't go that way. There's a wall and then you put a wall down and it randomly generates a maze that sounds incredible. It it's pretty cool. Yeah. I it's weird that in all of the years that that game was in the building that you were sleeping in that we never pulled it out and played it.
0: Hmm. It's odd that I never noticed that you had a copy.
1: Mine was OG. My dad bought it because he was briefly into Dungeons and Dragons. Did you ever play uh,
0: Dark Tower? No. Yeah, that was, that's, uh, that was another electronic. Well, it was, it was a regular board game, but it had this big electronic tower, the titular dark tower in the middle of it that had all flashing lights and instructions that would come up on it and, the it had like a motor in it so that because it would turn to face whichever players turn it was neat and uh but that that particular component of it means that finding an actual complete working copy of the game is going to run you like 250 Mm -hmm. or 300 bucks now
1: i am it it was pretty cool a few years ago i bought as a christmas present i think from a kb toy store in like the arizona mills mall which is basically like a i don't know an outlet mall where every outlet is like a scratch and dent or like a ross or like a like just weird like factory reject stuff but the toy store there just always had like insanely low prices on weird toys that nobody wanted to buy and i bought uh i bought this board game that was like a vampire themed game that had a thing in the middle that would Visibly convert the board between two states based on whether a black light was turned on. Oh, was or it like not? a
0: Dracula game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it I've was, seen that somewhere. I don't think I played it. Was,
1: it was like it. there were daytime. There was a daytime phase and a nighttime phase, and it would just sort of happen. Like, and the game would just change, and there were hazards that were only there at night and stuff. It was not a very good game, but the the sort of fundamental mechanical conceit of it was interesting. Yeah, that's a really
3: what, what about neat about that, trick.
2: What about that board game that was like a, an acid trip that we?
1: Oh, in that was weird. Did we talk
0: about that? I'm
2: I don't not sure. know. That. I we did. I it, don't
0: know that you have because that seems like I would remember. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't not... play
1: it. I just watched. Oh, riff! You didn't go on our Vegas board game trip?
0: No, because I was saving my money for moving to Portland.
1: Oh balls! Wow, I forgot that you weren't there. I didn't play that <laughs> game either. Yeah, it's a game called The Mushroom Eaters, and it's like a. There's this guy who makes these sort of folksy board games. I think maybe he manufactures them himself. They're really expensive, or at least he does very limited print runs, and the art is very, very amateurish. Uh, I forget what the name of the other one is. The the other game that he had made that that our buddy Cirrus showed us was it was really like heavy metal-y kind of, and this one was a game about people being out in the woods taking hallucinogens together. Hmm. Um the game was called The Mushroom Eaters and it was like nearly unplayably obtuse and really really unpleasant like it and and I think it actually at least for me a sort of anxious guy maybe simulated the unpleasantness of like trying to keep your shit together <laughs> and also enjoy yourself while skating a knife edge of everything like just going to shit avalanche style
2: (laughs) it came with (laughs) pairs of glasses that you would put on uh to like change your vision
1: yeah and they they were like sort of diffraction glasses-y and they just made everything they made the the board looked really weird Uh, i
0: bet you had to actually be on mushrooms to play it i bet there was like (laughs) there is some extra
1: dimension to that board that you couldn't see (laughs) <laughs> the design of the board was actually really interesting because it, it folds. It folded play. and constantly you never really knew what was coming up because the board sort of changed and revealed itself. <laughs> like when somebody got to a certain point, then you would like unfold the next flap of the board huh. um, and it would kind of occasionally. It was double sided. So sometimes the next step was to like fold and older portion of the board back over to meet the one where you are. Weird. I don't know. It was it was interesting. I'm surprised that we didn't talk about it. Like, that was by far the most memorable thing about that right. board game week.
0: Obviously, we need to make a board game that combines these these single interesting aspects of otherwise failed board games. Okay. So you have, like, the blacklight and the, the folding board... And I don't know some electronic thing in the middle.
1: <laughs> the lead figurines.
0: Lead figurines, yeah. That you must lick. I don't remember right, that Dungeons
1: and Dragons game being like bad.
0: No, it was all right. That was just the only the only other game that I that we've been talking about, <laughs> and I needed a third one for the rule of threes. <laughs> Play anything else? Uh, no, because I pl- I spent all my playing time playing uh, the assignment. I played a ton oh. of the assignment. So
3: good. Jim I've been playing uh Ali Ali Nice on the PSP. I've been playing it on the th- I got it on the uh the Humble Nindy Bundle mm. which is uh five games for the Wii U and five games for the 3DS and they're all games that are out on PC. So Wait,
1: Ali Ali is out on PC?
3: Uh I think so. Or they're all games that are out on other platforms anyway. I think it's out on PC. Um so, I've, I've been playing it on the 3DS and it is very successful at replicating, uh, the fraction, or the, the the part of Tony Hawk, which is learning to move your fingers in precise, uh, specific sequences of steps to replicate a, uh, a desired, desired sequence of events. Um, it does not have the, uh, the part where you're exploring a level, which I miss, but, um, but from the the little bit I've played so far, it's, it's been very like, like twitchy and, and satisfying to like build up that, that muscle memory.
1: It's because yeah, it's kind of endless runnery, but it's in prescribed levels. It so is. Yeah. It, you it could can memorize be. a level and try to get a better score by, oh, I, I know this thing is coming up, so I'm going to do this thing
3: yeah. on it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was prototyped as an endless runner. I think that could be... Or if there's a mode in there, hmm. uh, that would be a, a thing that would make sense. T- to me, the joy of Tony Hawk
1: when I enjoyed it was, I think, in like seeking out the places in the level where you could do some just like crazy degenerate bullshit. And I think yeah. like, obviously they put those things in there on purpose. Right. But it felt like you were pulling one over on them. Like it oh, felt yeah. like you were discovering something and doing something that you weren't supposed to be doing by like finding a closed loop that you could grind on and just right. do grind tricks indefinitely until the balance mini game got too hard or.
3: Like, yeah. Yeah. That was obviously part they of it. built
1: the levels to have those things, but it always felt like this little charge of,
3: yeah, it it was it was like, it was kind of like finding a, a a secret, finding but it's but it's not an, a secret that was explicitly placed there necessarily. Is even se- if it, a
1: secret that fell out of the system.
3: Right, even if it was actually explicitly placed there, it felt like it was secret even to the developers. Sometimes, like oh, was, so
1: like it's a secret to everyone.
3: Yeah, like that. Yeah. So like, pay me for the door repair charge. Yeah. Well, that's only if you break the disc. Um, so Ali Ali only has like it has a. I think it was made by some people from the Tony Hawk team, actually. And they were like, what can we do uh, from this game that that we can replicate with just our small team? And they took just the, that tiny system um, and built a game entirely around that. And it's it's cool. I don't think it's going to hold my attention like the Tony Hawk series did, but it's cool. And I played Expendabros, uh, which is uh, an... Adver game for the Expendables three by the people who made Broforce, and that was a lot of fun. That it was, must have been
1: uh, gratifying for them to get approached to do that. Yeah,
3: I'm really curious how that worked out. I could talk to the guy. Um, Is Broforce just like one dude? I, I think largely, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, a, uh, maybe a one dude and then a musician. Maybe that's my sense of it. Anyway, uh, but we played, uh, we played four player. Um, And it's it's very chaotic. It feels a lot like uh, New Super Mario Brothers in that way, in the in the way that like you're just accidentally killing each other all the time, and it doesn't really matter just because lives are so like everybody dies so fast anyway. Um, And it's I'm kind of on the fence of whether I'm actually gonna get Broforce now because I feel like I've kind of already had my fun with that game. I don't know if I don't. I don't know if I need more of it, but it's a but it's a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, I feel like I did my hour or so, and that was fun. Well, of brewforce, yeah,
1: yeah. It's got you know sort of like a super crate box writ large, right? The kind of randomness of not having control over what your move set is, but. In less of a like sort of tightly designed and constrained environment.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, there's a little bit extra there in terms of like you're moving through a space. That was something that I think one of the reasons Super Crate Box never clicked with me was that I just ha- a single level of uh, a, a single screen level just it doesn't have it didn't have enough to grab me. And if if Super Crate Box had been set in a scrolling level, I think it would have. It's like there's something about moving into a new space that is kind of special. Even nowadays, you're seeing something new and encountering new new, new spaces and new enemies and feeling progress in that respect. You don't worry that it would have lost. Like,
1: I find that in a video game, once you can explore a space, that becomes the reward and the goal. That's what I, I mean. Super Crate Box kind of needs getting the crate to be the goal, or yeah. or it is not fundamentally what it is, I, right? I agree it would be very that. satisfying to play, like, oh, I found the weapon that I want, now I'm just not going to pick up any crates, my goal is to get to the end of this level, but that di- sort of...
3: Yeah, no, I agree, it would be a different game, but it would also be like, a that, game that, that, that sounds like, like a game I'd like better. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. And I've been continuing to play 20... Uh, they patched it to add a bunch of um, alternate modes, one of which was the mode that I described as wanting the game to be designed like. And it doesn't really work. Which one did you want? I wanted the one where the pieces fall from the top instead of growing from the bottom. Mm. Now all the modes in there feel like... It actually reminded me of making Frog Fractions in that um, all the modes in there feel like weird experiments that don't quite work. Um like the control schemes and frog fractions. And the guy was like, well, let's just put them all in there as options. Um, and I, I feel like there were some iteration steps that either the guy like didn't have the time to do the developer didn't have the time to do, or um, didn't know how to do, or just never found the, I, I think like somewhere in there, there's a game that is kind of incredible, like threes, although I didn't personally like threes but it's clearly very well designed very well tuned um, and right now it's just like a hodgepodge of ideas that are promising and like there's some compulsion there um but
1: I downloaded it and, and I played it a couple times but I don't it did not yeah it didn't get its hooks in me the way that even threes did
3: sure yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting in that um, threes is a game like if you so they added this thing where you can start from like um, start from higher numbers five or fifteen right right and if you uh, but I spent the bulk of my time playing before they did that you're always starting from the beginning and and the games are all about ten minutes long usually uh, before. They would be about ten minutes long before I would lose, and if you're playing well, you are paying perfect attention to that game. It's more of a game about spotting matches than about um, playing carefully or playing strategically. You think so? That for me it is like uh, my my in, improvement in skill set is like is seeing the matches or and and seeing how to get them together hmm. um, and, and fast. performing it I mean, fa- and fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
1: the I like. I think that fundamentally that game is too stressful mm-hmm. to be a thing that I would just compulsively run yeah. another game of. Yeah, and the Zen, but the Zen mode was boring, so you can see why they did it that. Sure,
3: way. Sure, yeah. Like, well, and again, that's like I it's think not that's them not knowing as a yeah, game exactly, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, but, uh, but the the traditional mode, um, the games are about ten minutes long, and it's a, you need complete focus to play well. But it's not as, it's not like bursty, burst of adrenaline like Super Hexagon is. And so for me, I can sustain um, my attention for that level. And it feels, it, 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 it's not like it's, 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 uh, I'm losing like bodily fluids while I play it. Um, and so it's been very effective at like, if I want the world to fast forward for 10 minutes, I can just hmm. do this. Um, if I'm waiting for something to happen, um, and that's kind of an interesting superpower to have. What is to just like <laughs> travel, waste, into the future. waste time and
1: get closer to your inevitable death.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe there's something like in between now and death that I'm, you know, want, <laughs> God, I can't wait till you learn about jerking off.
1: It's going to, it's going to seem j- like a
3: double cool. Oh superpower. man. I don't know about you. I can only do that like once a day. How long is a day? About fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm right there with you. Around there, in in Grand Theft Auto, it was twenty four minutes,
1: <laughs> which is obviously running while you're doing it. You right, to, right,
3: you know. yeah. Kevin, you play anything?
2: Um, I also played a fair bit of twenty. Um, I forget if I mentioned last week that my computer was having troubles. No,
1: this is a fucking tale. This is probably not super interesting. Yeah, to super anyone, boring. It was. I felt for you. I was. It was I, tragic. Uh,
2: my So my one of the graphics cards in my laptop uh, sort of crapped over it. He all has over multiple
1: itself. graphics cards in his laptop. He's fancy.
2: Um, and <laughs> um, so I took it to the Apple good. store for repair and was nervous about leaving it there with them. You know, like I'm nervous about leaving my computer with anybody, uh, I guess. And, you know, what? What uh, w- the thing I learned was when they ask you, have you backed up your computer and you say, yeah, more or less. You should you should really um, mm. verify that you've really backed up your computer because when I finally got my computer back on Saturday evening, um, they had replaced they had just replaced the hard drive wholesale yeah. with a with a, fr- I was a fresh say that blank question
0: one. really means is it okay if we completely wipe your computer?
2: <laughs> yeah, and so I had a backup of all the like Mac partition stuff that was you know maybe a week old. Um, But I didn't have any kind of backup nor any way to actually restore the Windows partition of my machine, uh, which is also where I kept, like, all of the financial records for uh, Mm. Asymmetric and the nonprofit that we just started and everything. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. So... um, I had a I had a stressful weekend, a uh, holiday weekend I guess, just sort of rebuilding that from
1: scratch. I was and escaping, like, escaping from werewolves.
2: Yeah, and escaping from werewolves in in between. Um no, so not not during.
3: The, the Quickbooks stuff was definitely more stressful than the werewolves though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I for a while I wasn't sure like I was not sure that I was going to be able to get any information from any any source and I would have to just reconstruct everything from from nothing, which would have been awful Man. and really frustrating. You uh, just
3: guess. That's what I do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turns out the accountant had a copy of the company file that was only a couple months old, and so I could just reconstruct it from that. Um, but what, what all this meant was that I didn't have a computer, basically, for like four days, uh, and so I just decided, you know what? I'm going to play Uncharted on yeah. PlayStation. Oh, well, the first one? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I had never played it before, and so... I was curious about it. You can only play it on PlayStation or whatever. So I was like, okay. Uh,
1: and I heard a lot of swearing coming out of your room.
2: Yeah. Like I, I like, I like the idea of a game. That's basically a movie that you're just sort of moving through. Yeah. Uh, and this is very much that it's very linear. It's very, there's not, you don't really have any meaningful choices to make throughout the game. I guess, which gun you're going to be shooting all the time. Right. Uh, and there's you know some there was enough puzzle-y stuff like the puzzlely platforming stuff was was sometimes interesting um, and the like it really rewarded exploring the environments by giving you like the treasures to yeah, collect or whatever twinkles yeah. um but i don't know like i just i, I it, it otherwise was kind of generic shooting things i guess maybe it was relatively good for its time in that whole hierarchy of games uncharted
3: 2 is the one that's beloved yeah. is it okay yeah. well
2: I'll, I'll try that one uh,
3: uncharted i think is like i think it, it was it's not quite there like it's got it's got a lot of issues um in the combat system hmm. um uncharted 2 is almost perfect it's one oh, of the it's one of the games that like i don't know if you look at triple a games and all the money that goes into them and you still like see like weird animation glitches like and just weird rough edges like well, that lot like this texture is too low res uncharted 2 is one of the games that's like most perfect in those regards like it doesn't have it's any very hard to see any flaws oh interesting yeah um unless you count not really liking the combat system as a flaw right which I, that's where i, I was just, i played the game yeah, on p- easy put it on easy it's yeah. that's the way to do it
2: and it was like even then i would still die sometimes right. but it was not nearly as stressful as i imagine it yeah, could yeah. be yeah yeah
3: but uncharted 2 is really like really good set pieces really like beautiful beautiful scenes and huh. okay yeah, reasonably the, the, well written the like. art
2: direction is pretty good and the writing yeah the writing yeah, was totally yeah. fine like yeah. pretty fond yeah. of the
0: writing in uncharted yeah. I, I i'm a sucker for a game where something will happen and i will say something and then the character in the game will say the same thing <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> okay. that that's that's how you win my heart is is, is yeah, if, yeah. if the character makes the same sarcastic comments that i do
1: right like the only time that ever happened to me was psychonauts uh-huh huh
2: I was I was trying to explain the game to to Melissa actually, and I was like, it's kind of like Psychonauts, but instead of cool psychic powers, you just get different
3: guns. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the only frame of reference available?
2: Oh, that I mean, that's I think that's the only game that's sort of like that that she's played. Right? Yeah, so, I it's
1: a third person third person action game action, right? Yeah, but
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's like it has platforming stuff that is. Comparable in some ways, you yeah. know, and puzzly bits. You collect, you wander around the world and collect things, right? There's so, a meat
1: circus. <laughs> there's also a meat circus.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Naughty Dog does this thing that is still super rare in game development, where they will, for cutscenes, they will have actors get together and perform the scenes together. Okay. And so you, it actually like feels like natural dialogue that flows into each oh, other. Oh, it's not just
2: the motion capture stuff,
3: right? No, yeah. like actual like the, they record uh, voice right. rather in those, than
0: them doing all their lines separately in uh, and individual then like a, booths. Yeah, right.
3: And then people just jamming them together later. Yeah. Um, and it it shows it shows through really clearly, like when you hmm. compare their their cutscenes to uh, any other AAA game. Interesting. And it's it's it sucks that that's like that's the high watermark rather than just the standard.
2: Yeah. The it. I mean, nowadays it is so possible as we are demonstrating currently to be able to react to somebody more or less in real time, even in the remote locations. That they. Do. I'm surprised they don't have like remote setups where you can sort of act face to face.
3: I think it's a matter of just logistics. Like, it. You're paying somebody like
1: fifteen hundred dollars an hour or whatever right if
3: you're like, I, I think it's like worth more to them to have like stuff.
1: you're paying a, you're paying them a lot and the odds of two people being able to do that at the exact same time
3: well, yeah right. i guess if it's more than two like when they're right. working together you're paying like everybody for like days at a time instead of just a few hours um yeah. huh yeah, i think it's one. worth more to developers like financially to just have big names they can put in the marketing yeah, right. Because Rather nobody than,
1: cares if the voice acting is bad because it's always bad, and people just <laughs> accept that.
2: I guess that's that's the thing, though. Like, do people do people not care? Or do they just their their expectations are so low that it's yeah? I think I mean, it's, it's not, not deal a deal breaker. breaker.
1: Yeah. They buy the game anyway. Yeah,
3: like, or like it's not so, bad enough to send the game back. You yeah. know, or to not buy the next game. Right.
2: <sighs> like when when you go to a movie you know you're paying your 20 bucks or whatever and you're not going to you're probably not going to walk out unless it's the worst thing you've ever seen but video games people will buy and then just stop playing after half an hour if they're really
3: right but usually they don't them. return them
2: yeah do people return video games
3: you
1: usually can't
3: yeah i mean you can Maybe trade it, it in for
0: pennies on the dollar of store credit
1: but i mean you also right. can't return a movie that you saw in a theater Right. You can't return, I don't know, can I, you return a lot a movie of, DVDs? I don't think you can. A lot either. of
3: theaters will know. give you your money back if you walk out in the it's first like, like half hour or so. Yeah, I
1: used to argue with a lot of people who wanted their money back after watching an entire movie that was terrible the whole time. And I said, really, the whole time? It's terrible the whole time? So it was terrible <laughs> in the first half hour when you could have walked out and gotten your money back? What if it only got terrible at the end? Mm. Then <laughs> yeah, what
2: if you didn't like the ending? Th-
1: they never said that. Cause you would always, you could always trick them into, yes, the whole time. Every bit of it was terrible the whole time. Like, aha! Hoist by your own petard. (laughs) Actually, it was secretly my petard. But what is a petard? Get out. It's It's like a a bomb. bomb.
0: It's like a barrel full
2: of gunpowder.
1: You think of it as like the rope that is tied to a tree. There's a loop.
2: Or like a whatever. pole arm or something a is what po- I is what how I envisioned it bomb? in my head for a long time. Yeah, it's a like, bomb.
1: Like you so it's like a bomb that you plant under like a landmine or whatever. It's being like blown into the air by your own landmine. Yeah. That's Isn't
0: so
3: much that more colourful. Yep.
0: And whenever anyone that says it, like I always cravat. picture Captain Picard. By a <laughs> Captain Petard? Captain Picard. Petard.
1: Make it uh, blow. Captain Petard has mentally challenged brother that showed up in that one episode. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) Probably not going to edit that out. (laughs) Anything
2: else? Nope. That's about it.
1: I played, um, because, because you guys know what a big fan I am of tales of tales, uh, tale of tales. I bought, I bought and played all the way through sunset, which is tale of tales. New game. Um, they keep because, making stuff, huh? Hmm? They keep making stuff, huh? Yeah, they do. <laughs> wow. The, uh,
0: the, the, the disdain is thick.
1: <laughs> they must be getting grants or something.
0: I, <laughs> so. This one was kickstarted, I think. Oh, was it?
1: Oh, Pretty sure. I, okay. have, I
0: That's hadn't That's I kind haven't of a heard grant. Of it, so I don't know anything about it.
1: What, so it, I got, like, I basically wanted to put my money where my mouth was in terms of, like, it's okay to like Orson Scott Card's work, even though Orson Scott Card is a horse's ass. I wanted to, hearing this game described, I was interested in it. And the only reason that I didn't want to buy it is because I didn't like the people that made it. And I thought, you know, that's not fair. When it behooves me, I insist but that it is also, important that you be able to support, that you be able to, to, to separate art and artist. But you also don't like the games they make. Oh, I don't know if I do or not. Oh, okay. I've never played any of them. <laughs> oh, well, I... Okay, you didn't play well, Superbia? No. Okay. I didn't buy it because it was by Tale of Tales, and that keynote was the wankiest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> well, it
3: wasn't a good game. Okay. The you, Path you, also wasn't a good game. You told me that. I, I okay. never played The Path. Was The Path okay. the one... Was
0: The Path the... Uh...
3: That was the... The Path was the Being Raped Simulator. Right,
0: the, the Little Red Riding Hood one. Right. Yeah, okay. That's the one I played.
2: So sunset had a Kickstarter where they, they had a twenty five thousand dollar goal and raised
1: sixty seven thousand dollars. Okay, it. Yeah. so it is a game. It's a walking simulator. It's uh, it's gone homie. Okay, <laughs> gone homie, gone mm. homie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are. It takes place in the seventies, in the early seventies, in a fictional South American country, and you are an American girl. And you, oh, yeah, all right. You take it easy. You make it last all night. Uh-huh. You're, you're, uh, your brother is like a weird Black Panther revolutionary uh, in this country, and you are hired as a housekeeper of this rich guy who's like a, I don't know, captain of some kind of industry. And it goes through the series of days where there is some, like, god-awful pretentious vo in the beginning and the main character soliloquizes to herself using words that no one would ever say out loud and then you have to like put away the dishes or wash the windows or whatever like you're assigned a a number of tasks doesn't matter at all if you do them (laughs) or not as near as i could tell um I, I want to know what some of these words
0: that no one would ever say are. I want some
3: examples. I can't remember any no. of them. They're just... This they're... is like when Lovecraft would say something was indescribable.
1: No, it's like... like You, like, you can't say the words. Sure. 25-dimensional <laughs> like, God, just imagine a college freshman trying to say something really deep about war. <laughs> like, but I can't because now I'm in the asylum. <laughs> like, I heard... <laughs> um, tore those I, pages out of the dictionary it, so that whatever. nobody it's, else would like, be Like it correct. probably just didn't work on me. It's fine. It's whatever. It. I really actually liked moving around in this space where there were a bunch of like m- modeled cool 70s decorative items. It was like just you're in the like you're in like a rich guy's a penthouse apartment in the 70s and there's all this cool shit laying around to look at and there's like In the beginning, there's all this stuff where it's like, oh, you know, there's a crate here, and you can, like, click on the crate, and then it goes to a little, like, fades away to the skyline, and some time passes, and then it's like, alright, you've unpacked all the sculptures that are in this crate and arrayed them on these shelves, and then that, like, changes the environment or whatever. I had fun playing it, and I was compelled to play it all the way through, and I wanted to see how the story went, even though the story was being delivered half in these just god-awful monologues, but the other half in, like, just little bits of flavor text that you would see when you would, like, look at a thing at this guy's house, and it was, like, it was interesting playing something and, and seeing something that was from the perspective of someone who, like, all right, there's this rich guy that I'm working for, and... He probably sucks because he's rich, but he's also probably pretty cool because he's rich. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and that was, it was neat. Like, it it was just like, I I don't know. It captured something about the human experience in a way that maybe a non-game wouldn't have been able to because you were sort of choosing which things to go after. There are all these notes that he would leave you a note on the top third of a piece of paper and then if you interacted with that note your character would write something in response to it and that's the only way that you sort of communicate with the guy in the house and it was just I don't know like really clumsy flirting (laughs) like so there's a note be careful with these statues and then your response is I will handle everything with the tenderness of a lover. Like, all right, that's totally a thing that your cleaning lady would say on her last day. I don't know,
3: man. It sounds way better than any Tales game I've played.
1: It really was like, it was a thing. It was an experience. It had a beginning and a middle and an end. And I didn't like all of it. But, like, I'm glad that I played it. Sure. And I don't regret buying it. And how much is it? How much was it? Yeah, like fifteen bucks or something. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Anyway, Sunset. 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 Yeah, on the on the PC on the on the Steam Windows. It's. I don't know that I can like. Okay, if you like the novelist, you will like this a lot. I bet. Hmm. It was very similar in that you were just like in a kind of a constrained abstract, but believable space. Um, It's just not like gone home, set the bar kind of high in terms of like the quality of everything being pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, you, you found a thing and it wasn't stupid and (laughs) you got some audio played at you and it wasn't dumb and you read a note and it was like believable, but still, like not bad you know like there's is, there is an authenticity to things that are poorly written because most people can't write
3: yeah but that's hmm. something that actually kind of like when when you see you never see misspelled graffiti unless the unless they're trying to like to portray the person who wrote the graffiti as a minority then then you sometimes see oh, misspelled you mean in graffiti in
2: games you don't see it
3: yeah or in, in real movies. life you see it Oh, yes, all the time.
1: Okay. Oh, right, like when it said the cake is a pie. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you never see like just mundane notes in games that are like like the note that's plastered on the, the front door of, of uh, uh, Campo Santo right now. No right. misspellings. Those guys would th- – those characters, there's no way they know how to spell all those words. But they're like college girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize they were in college. Well, I don't know. They're teens.
1: We don't know anything.
3: No, we don't know anything. Uh, I no idea.
1: There's probably there's probably misspelled notes. There's probably like things in the environment that are like things that people would write in this upcoming video game.
3: Yeah, and and yet, like if I saw a misspelled note in like if I was testing a game, I would point out that it was misspelled. Like that does stuff does bother me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like seeing unattractive people in movies. You always like, file a bug report.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I played a couple games, three games of Heroes of the Storm with uh, with listener Nightval and uh, and Casey Wiederman, who might might listen. I don't know.
0: Uh, is that the Blizzard MOBA?
1: It is the Blizzard MOBA. Yeah. Mo-ha. We played one game where I didn't know it, but we were actually playing with other humans. And I, the way that I learned it is they asked why I was fucking everything up, and then they jumped to uh, explain to the rest of the people, oh, it's his first day. He's just learning how to play. And then I guess that was kind of okay. And I'm like, wow, can we not do that again, please? <laughs> and then we played only against AI with AI teammates. And I found that when I was playing a MOBA and just had someone just telling me what to do, it was super fun. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Huh. So... So like yeah. it was kind of like the XX Selena Gomez XX experiment all over again what when was I that uh, experiment when I was playing Star Wars The Old Republic PVP uh-huh. and I was tired of going into these PVP like ad hoc battleground things and just no one coordinating so the whole like minute that you had before the gates opened I was like all right everybody and I picked the person with the stupidest name and it was XX Selena Gomez XX XX Selena Gomez XX is in charge. Selena, I need you to tell me what to do. I'm not doing anything unless you tell me what to do, and I suggest that everybody else on the team do the same thing. We need to act as a team, and XX Selena Gomez XX is the leader of our team. And we were doing super, super well until XX Selena Gomez XX just stopped issuing instructions, and then it fucking fell apart. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs>
2: So, Selena Gomez screwed you guys over.
1: She did. It was her huh. fault. It was her fault that we, I don't know, Alderon, gun. I forget what was happening in this scenario. I think it was on Alderon, and there were guns. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, like... All right now we're gonna go do this. Now we're gonna go do this. Now we should go do this. Now somebody should go down there. Now you should go down there. Now you do this. Now go v- attack this mercenary camp. You kill these guys and then they respawn and they're on your side. So
2: is it that you enjoy having somebody give you quests, basically?
3: Maybe I, I, my suspicion is that there's a there's a million things you could do at any moment in a MOBA and 99% of them are terrible ideas yeah. strategically yeah. or or even just like to your immediate fun like you're just going to go try to do a thing and immediately fail horribly
1: well but also i think
3: and if you doing something by yourself
1: in a moba is largely futile because yeah. yeah you probably can't yeah like accomplish a thing as a single member of a of a team of 5 but knowing and understanding what someone else is doing and then helping them do it means you get some shit done, and then that's satisfying because it's a video game.
3: Yeah, yeah. But just, like, having it be one of the 1% of things that are, like, within a human capability of doing, I think probably makes it more fun.
1: Yes. Anyway, so. I had a, I had a good time doing that, and that's a game that I would play with friends. I would probably play Dota if I knew people who played and we were only playing against robots and not
3: other real people. <laughs> have you played other MOBAs?
1: I have not. Okay.
3: One thing I heard, um, I think from C.D. Moyer, actually, yeah. on Twitter, uh, was that Blizzard was trying to um, ameliorate the uh, design uh, issues that make people hate each other in MOBAs. Like I mean, yeah, you, I saw you talking shorter. about
1: this recently. Yeah. Or were,
3: was it you or was it Riff?
1: It was, was it the two of riff? us. It, was, it yeah. was
3: both of us, yeah. We were talking to each other.
1: I remember thinking when you were talking about how, like, the, the sort of, like, Byzantine rule set that is a result of this entire genre being, like, a Warcraft 3 map hack. Right. Constrained yeah. by just, all like, of the keep goofy, adding stuff. The and, goofy yeah. trigger constraints that Warcraft 3 maps had. Like, early world of warcraft raids had all of the same problems hmm. right they were they were they were byzantine they were complicated mm-hmm. they were Im- they were inadequately explained they required teamwork and if one person fucked up yep. everyone else had like wasted an hour yep i was, I was
0: thinking of exactly the same metaphor just just this morning and how but ex- and instead of fighting an npc boss you're fighting another party of players and only one party can win
4: right
1: but people you don't mobas are not toxic because you hate the other guy mobas are toxic because you hate no the fuck because up yeah because you hate on the one team. guy
0: in the party who fucked it up and right, but so that don't, assuming I that don't, the other party did not fuck anything up, then you're stuck there for an hour
1: waiting to lose. And I don't think that that I don't think that that design is necessarily responsible for the toxicity because i don't think that early world of warcraft raiding created that toxicity because in order Mm. to get there you had to have coordinated with people ahead of time you had to have known people you had to have prepared right right, because there
0: weren't any random team matchups right
1: and then once there got once it got to be like well this is fun for people we should make this accessible to everyone with no prep that's when you start getting like everybody votes to kick you out of the the instance the instant you fuck something up, or every the tank just bails the first time you wipe, or right. everything is fucking garbage, because they're you can do something that is that complicated, but not effortlessly with strangers, which is how you're accustomed to playing video games. Right on the internet, but it's a kind of video game that just doesn't su- doesn't support that. And like, whenever you talk to anybody, whenever you talk to a real like Dota or generalized you know, L- lords management adherent, they will say you just have to play with people you know that's the only way to do it and so it's kind of the same thing, it's just that you're not prohibited from playing because you haven't done that groundwork, you're just prohibited from like, not constantly being called a faggot because you haven't done that groundwork and i don't know i've kind of turned the corner on believing that it's the game itself that causes that sort of awfulness i think that awfulness is just there and the game is
3: letting too many people in well i think the game design does make it worse um it it tends to put people in positions where they're where they are going to hate their teammates but i think it just makes it like
1: normal human endeavors
3: what's an example of a normal human endeavor i don't know
1: a football game
3: yeah well one thing that's that's a huge difference is that like in a football game the guys right there and you tend to treat people as a lot more human when someone's right in front of you. Sure, but that's a problem with the internet, not a problem with yeah, the particular yeah, yeah. video game, right? Yeah, but it does make it really hard to make a straight-across comparison. Sure. Yeah.
1: It's just... Yeah, I don't know. The, the design of the game is
3: Byzantine. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's... It's really hard to learn. It's going to take you a long time, and your teammates are going to hate you the entire time you're learning it, because you're making them lose. Unless your teammates are people that you know. If they're learning alongside you, that's ideal.
1: Or even if they're not, right? Yeah. Even if they are prepared to lose so that you can learn, so that you can then do this thing with them that they like. But you can't just pug it,
3: you know? Yeah. <laughs> the... The analogy to uh, World of Warcraft raids is actually super interesting. Like, my, that was... The, the dungeon system... The in, instancing was definitely my favorite part of the World of Warcraft experience. Like, my... my At this point, it's been long enough that those are my only positive memories of that game. Um, like, I've everything else has just kind of fallen away. Um, and I have kind of longed for like, a way to do that, to have that sort of experience outside of the... that's not ensconced in the entire World of Warcraft framework. Um, and now I'm wondering whether, like, putting together a group of friends to play League of Legends against bots isn't that.
4: Hmm.
1: I mean, or...
3: Or Heroes of the Storm. Or you know? maybe Heroes of the Storm. like
1: Because it'll be like there's a lot of the same character models and stuff <laughs> that you remember from your delightful times. In. Uh,
3: the, yeah, or, or Dota, frankly. They're going to be, be yeah. the same character models there, too. That's true.
1: I wonder, though, if absent the context of the larger sort of progression system that is World of Warcraft if that dungeon experience actually means anything because it's not actually a very good game it's a good sort of overarching meta game but that's the like terrible secret of most RPGs right like the <laughs> the game itself
3: is- i i remember the instance experience being really fun and that and that being the only time that the combat system was fun like one on one. When stuff. you
1: actually had to engage with its
3: intricacies. Yes. Yeah. And like cooperate with other players, mm-hmm. and like you're actually like actually this having this person to is in trouble. I can save when... them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know things like that. Learning um, safety. Dance. I mean, it,
1: you know, they lost yeah. a lot of that in the constant tide of accessibility that you know was necessary in order for it to continue to exist. Yeah. And was what made it a popular and amazing thing. I don't know that they've
0: lost it. They've just, they've sectioned it out to more difficult difficulty modes that that if you want, if you want a raid like that, now you have to be raiding in like mythic difficulty,
1: right? Yeah. But you have to do so much of the stuff that isn't that to get to that point. That's possibly true. Yeah. Right. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about the assignment, Axiom Verge? Sure. Sure. Yep. Riff likes it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. I got, as far as the fourth boss, and I got the grappling hook, and I'm on, on my way to try and get back to the the first zone so that I can pick up some of the stuff I had to leave behind on on the way out. It's, um... It's it's mechanically really good. The like the powers and the weapons and everything are really interesting. But uh, I I think I think the game is a little flat and lacking in character, but it's it's still a fun game.
3: It's a lot it, it feels a lot like Metroid thematically and just in terms of the art style. Yeah. Um like a lot like the original Metroid specifically, and that that like down to um Everything being very rectilinear. Um although I feel like they did a really good job making rectilinear levels look really organic, which is mm-hmm. a weird yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that as well. A lot of the a lot of the monsters look really
1: organic too. The original Metroid is like that too, though. Like that, right, right. Well, that looks like Yes. I mean you know, it's sort of like last level of Contra calibre Yeah. This is this is like a gross membrane that I'm yeah. Running around shooting yeah. in yeah, yeah, just the just area where you get
0: up on like the surface of the planet and see the weird things floating in the sky in the background and stuff—is
1: all really cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was great.
1: But I, I kind yeah, of wish I got like to the point where I have like fifty percent of the map revealed and no, I think oh, yeah? further than any of, of us, probably. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't,
0: I didn't I, see like a percentage anywhere. So it's remember. only in
1: the, it's only when you Let's go to start point. the game, uh, yeah. yeah. man. Um, but yeah, I think I've beaten either four or five bosses. I made so much of my progress this morning like it starts kind of slow and then opens up in like hours yeah, three and four yeah. insanely
2: yeah. i spent like a half an hour playing this afternoon and made zero actual progress because i kept just going into the secret world and yeah. getting killed by stuff
0: so i don't know i have to the, oh man i have to refine hmm. the first secret I, world i found and died in and never got back to it yeah, I think I, I got everything out
1: of
3: that without getting killed but I don't remember where it was. I haven't found secret worlds. That sounds exciting.
0: There's
2: a, So when, there's I mean, more when, than when one you said there was found. Yeah. When you said there wasn't a lot going on like it it at least is hinting at a lot of stuff I and mean, there's the journal entry pages and there's all yeah. The, yeah. But, well, what specifically did you, did you st- find the oh, English on. one? I found an English one and one in some sort of cipher that I've not yet yeah. translated. And it. so I, you got to the to where you have
1: the like little drone that you throw? Yeah. The what?
0: I I am there. I, I found a translator. What? The little
1: drone. That, that, the wait, Kevin. D- the little yeah. drone that you throw. That that. Huh. Nope. So you must have found the English journal page in a dramatically different place than I found there it. Might be I wonder more than one. if you. I wonder if you find those journal pages in the same order, Regardless, no matter what order uh, you actually find them in in the world.
0: I found. I the English one was like I found an English one, one and then one. and then two or three garbled ones huh. and then a translator that translated one of the garbled ones. Huh.
1: Crazy.
2: I took screenshots of the of the ciphered one cuz right. I figured I would just translate it later when I yeah. wasn't in the middle of the I game. think you
3: can find it in the inventory UI. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can.
1: Um, but huh Cause I got the English one in a place that you just can't go if you don't have the little. You gain a little like one by one critter crab. that you can control. Oh, neat! Yeah, and just can move from room to room, and he can pick up power ups for you. Oh, wow! That's like, good. So there's, there's a lot a of, bunch of There's
2: a bunch of one by one tunnels that I've not yeah. been able to there's go. There's a into. lot of
1: places that only you, that only that guy can go to. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and there's that some was pretty in one of those rough. I found
0: gauntlets too. There is, a like that. Yeah, the he's... the weapon that's like linear but with. 90 degree branches shooting off of it. Uh, oh yeah. is in is in one of those <laughs> There's that really one hard
1: boss ones. that I don't know how I would have beaten without that.
0: Oh yeah, the the fourth boss,
1: the scorpion one I that think so, yeah. shoots the horizontal fireballs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I tried to beat him with the the binary tree gun for a long time and it just wasn't working, but when I pulled out that other one it was first
1: time. Oh, huh. I found the binary tree one way later than that.
0: Huh. Is
2: there a similar way to to map more than three weapons to buttons? Like, <sighs> so, like, when I click the analog sticks, I can switch between two on the left and I can switch between two on the right, but it's always between a set of three.
1: Oh, weird. I don't know. When I, on an Xbox controller, just moving the right analog is a stick. menu.
2: Yeah. But I don't want the menu. I just want, like, fast switching. Oh. What what? Hmm. Why do you want that? Because I I don't like having to go to a menu every time I want to switch a weapon. But it's just it's quick. It's not that quick. It's pretty quick. It's and annoying. It pauses while you're in there. Like well, it's not, sure. But I I want I don't want to interrupt my flow. Okay.
1: <laughs> I spend almost all of the time with the gun that is just the like circle of lightning. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it just shoots fast it's and a, does a lot of damage. Kind of a melee
3: melee very attack. Predictable. Yeah. And you can f- fire through walls with that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nice.
2: Yeah, this is a little bit of that.
0: I've been switching between that so, one and the binary gun, binary tree gun. I've been. I feel like that. This is
2: a little bit of the uh, thing where the the keys to the locks, the, like the buttons to open the doors, are like here's one shaped like that gun you just yeah, <laughs> like of. that fucking
1: monster, whatever hunter, monster tail, monsters tail, yeah 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 a little bit not not so bad, but but there are actually often like multiple ways to do it, especially sure. once you get that little drone, like yeah. okay it the game seems to facilitate sequence breaking in a way that like the I mean, who knows right the more popular Metroids do, right, but do you think it's doing it on purpose? Oh, I think so, I mean, I think yeah. it has like a speed run mode yeah. built into it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, do you think there are going to be speedrun categories for intended sequence breaks and unintended sequence breaks? Oh, I don't know.
1: Possibly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a good question.
2: How would how would the game know whether you meant to or not?
3: Well, that would be have to be like it would have to be de- designed by the players. Yeah, the community oh, categories. Yeah.
2: I think it's it's great.
0: I'm I'm enjoying it yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's really well made. I, I'm
2: it's, really enjoying it. It's
0: great. I I I I, I wish, like I I. Um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. I would like it better if the bosses had, like, character and identity. Like, I guess they have names, but I don't remember what any of them are. I barely remember what the main character's name is. I think it's Trace. It's
1: trace. Yeah, but... It's Trace Beaulieu from Mystery Science Theatre three thousand. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, I like it much better now. Okay. <laughs> I wish
3: I kinda wish that none of that dialogue was there. Yeah, I could just do without the story entirely. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. I'm
2: super curious what what the AI or whatever that's been talking to you is all about and how you even got to this place and like it seems like a compelling I bet it's
1: gonna be disappointing when you find out.
0: Maybe I mean what I've heard I don't know I mean, about what what its said so far about what who I guess the final boss or the big evil guy is, it sounds real cliche uh
1: and just I mean I just I mean like metroid Metroid worked and was atmospheric because it didn't explain anything, and yeah. this just like
0: well, plus I mean, and the bosses had individual character and and interestingness to them as characters like yeah Ridley and Crockemeyer is still possibly my favorite boss in any of these types of games just because he's so cute and weird and playful and uh I mean even the the lesser ones like Fantoon are interesting characters in their own right but the bosses in this game are just big blobs with guns on them
1: yeah they're all just sort of like Gun scorpion, yeah,
3: in whatever configuration. So yeah, do not- you guys remember the second boss, the the tank that like alternates high and low firing? Yeah. And you just shoot
2: him on the very back or
3: something, right? Yeah, is, is that actually the intent? Like, I I beat that guy by like taking damage to get past him. Huh? And I just you just attack mm, him from behind?
1: I just stood on the stood on the thing and like jumped over the shots the that he shots. was firing. But yeah. you could jump just above your normal. Height and shoot over the top of his Is gun. Is that to the hit one the that, part of him? No,
0: I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the third one.
1: He just alternates high and low bullets and shoots faster and faster as he takes more damage.
3: Okay, right. right, and I, I just it may have been I, long I I, walk, ago that I, I don't walked remember. through him basically and st- stood right behind him, and he never turned around. Oh wow! And he's got a weak spot on his back. That hmm. seems like another great way to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was effective, um, but it it really didn't feel like the intended solution
2: I, I mean i think you're supposed to do the jumping well, i couldn't him damage
3: him from the front at all i couldn't find it's, a spot that it's it just shoot. the
2: top the very top section that's sort of that's also connected to the back okay. yeah, it's
1: just above the normal height of your gun is okay, where okay. it's like one of those yeah. where it's like if you get the rhythm right you can jump and shoot once on the way up and once on the way down and get yeah. two bullets per he, jump.
3: he took enough damage that i would have been really frustrated by that fight doing it normally i feel like the, It lasted quite a while i, I feel like this probably the enemies in this game just tend to generally take too much damage. Well, they don't know how many power-ups power ups you you've gotten. Though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It could scale them, right? It, it, it probably s- doesn't. It though. does know how many power-ups you've gotten because it's a fucking computer. So, <laughs>
2: well, like, but like if they if if they want it to be such that you find this boss really difficult, then you go out and you get two more power-ups and you yeah. come back and it's much easier, which is I think how you'd want it to be. Yeah, yeah.
1: except you always you never leave a boss and come back. It that is generally sure a
0: really difficult game compared to, I feel Blime like, Metroid or, or Super Metroid. Just because you, you know get. what I'm
1: saying? In this game, you never leave a boss in this no, game. I and feel come like back? the bosses are. I All but one I've beaten on the first try, and I'm not very really? into like video games.
0: Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I guess that's true for me. No, one of them prior to boss four killed me i forget which one though
1: the um the one that is sort of crockermeyer inspired or maybe craid i don't know what's the what's the one that's like three screens tall in super metroid that's a Crade. that's craid okay um depending on what order you kill the bits of it it is dramatically easier or harder
2: Hmm. that's interesting
1: because like it'll go into secondary fire modes based on what Parts of it are left, and some of them are brutal, and some of them are trivial to avoid. Hmm. Interesting. I must have lucked
0: out and got it just right, because I I found a place to stand just all the way over on the side, and a rhythm to jump in that got a shot right in the right place and just did that until it was dead. Yeah,
3: for me, that was... uh, Jumping with the right timing
0: let you dodge the laser because it hit the... because it hit the block as you were behind the block, and then the exploding balls it threw at you did not reach to that corner of the screen.
3: Right, yeah, and and the last third of that fight for me was just standing in place and shooting. There's also an order in which you can do it where those exploding balls never come out,
1: Hmm. so... How do you know this if you never died to it? That was the one that I died to. Oh, I see. Once. And then the second time I tried a different approach and it was trivially easy. Like, I think I just got lucky on all of the other ones. But yeah, I don't know. I found I had a really hard time with those fucking like those white dudes with the that would jump around and mm. claw you and could kill you in like three hits. Like I, there was a period of time where there was like. Half an hour where just I didn't get anywhere because I was constantly like respawning at this distant yeah. save point and then trying to go through this gauntlet of those guys. But then like one more power up and you can kill them in two shots and yeah. Then it's just trivial.
0: Practically anything can kill you in like 3 to 5 hits though. You get so yeah. little life compared to how much damage the the guys do. Even like it's like, it's like if the little beetles that walk around a rock in Metroid did 50 health points when you ran into them.
1: I mean Metroid the enemies in Metroid did do a shitload of damage though you just you had to spend a lot of time just standing at a pipe killing those bird things getting more energy
0: well I feel like that it took a long time standing at that pipe because you had so many energy tanks you had like potentially
2: hundreds to hundreds and hundreds of hit points yeah. well it yeah.
1: depends i mean later it later in the game you did but like I don't know. Metroid was hard just in terms of how the enemies were tuned. I thought this sort of notably doesn't let you reliably grind.
0: Yeah. Well, it once you get the there are <coughs> there are several enemies that the glitch version of them just produce health for you. So once really? w- yeah, once you get the once you get the level 2 glitch gun uh, there's a there's a bunch of things like those those things that uh, that look like tendons between the walls and floor that shoot yellow balls at you. Those start shooting life if you glitch them.
1: Really? Yep. Crazy. That's cool. I really like the glitch gun mechanic, but what I don't like is it made me appreciate. In Super Metroid, like, if something, if there was a wall that was destructible, but you didn't have the right thing to destruct it with yet, it would just turn into an icon of whatever the right thing to destruct it Mm. was. Whereas this game, oh, I've got the glitch gun, now I can go through this glitch thing, oh, no, wait, I can't, because it's a level two glitch thing or a level 3 glitch thing, except they all look exactly the same. Maybe they don't look exactly the same, but they are not. But there's no indication, me. yeah, yeah. Which, which is Well, Mitch, is yeah.
2: there none, or is that readout whenever you use the glitch gun Oh, meaningful? Oh, maybe. Because there's a whole lot of information that pops up on the screen when you start shooting with that thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I attribute that to the glitch aesthetic being
3: bullshit. The what? <laughs> the glitch aesthetic being. Oh, bullshit. I love it. But it's. I like. It's, I like it's okay in this context that, that like, the glitch is part of the game world. Yeah. yeah, I think that's super weird.
0: I just love. I love games with like that use glitch and hacking as the as the magic metaphor instead of just magic. I think. Have it's, you guys
3: seen the trailer for Pac Man Two Hundred
0: yeah, and Fifty Six? No, yeah. I haven't heard of that.
3: Uh, it's a. Uh, Crossy it, Road folks are making it. Yeah, yeah. Hipster Whale, the Crossy Road guys are making a Pac-Man endless runner inspired by the kill screen of Pac-Man, <laughs> where the glitch, like the 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 half of the screen that's that's just glitched tiles, is chasing you through the maze. It's a it's a really good idea, and it's a good fit for those guys specifically. I think so. I'm I'm pretty excited about that.
1: What's our next assignment? Jim, you, uh, you said it, and it's Japanese, so I didn't remember it.
3: Uh, I don't... I'm not sure I remember it myself. I believe it is Umihara Kawase. It was huh. a Super Famicom uh, platformer uh, based around a grapple gun mechanic, and it's a game I've been hearing people talk about in a positive way my entire life, so... Hmm. And we've taken our listeners' uh, concerns to
1: heart, and we've decided we're going to do old games for a while. That are free, because you just steal them, and then they're free.
3: (laughs) Everybody wins.
1: Everybody except the IP holder and the creative professionals that produce
3: this game. And Japan, they lost 30 years ago. Yeah, Japan's in, you know, their economy sucks anyway. Kevin, if somebody
1: wanted to send us a listener's mail for the listener's mail segment that we've done literally every week for the last 200 episodes, how would they do that?
2: Uh they should go to our website, videogameshotdog.com.
1: Or you can send an email to uh, VGhotdog at gmail.com about how I should be kicked off the podcast. That's
2: true. <laughs> or you could tweet us at VG Hot
1: Dog. At Zap Jackson is a racist prick. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give examples? <laughs> no. I I'm curious about how you're a racist. Eh, it's just some butthole. I mean probably because I don't like uh, non whites. Well, no, I mean, other than that, oh. yeah. I mean, what more do you need, really? It's fucking sensitivity on the internet these days. Just that's, being a racist is not like have to a, get called a racist. That's a really <laughs>
3: low-grade racist. You could be way better a racist than that. Uh, hey, how can people find you guys on Twitter? Oh, uh, I am at uh, Mogwai Poet. I think there's an underscore in there.
0: Yeah, I think it's between Mogwai and Poet. Hopefully. Yeah, and I'm at Rifflesby.
1: And I'm at Puzzle Theory.
3: It's because you
1: are the Puzzle Master Lord.
2: No, then I would be at Puzzle Master Lord.
1: Aren't you also at that? No. Guys, I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog. Episode number 200. Can't believe we've made it this far.
3: Don't forget to rate us
1: on iTunes. Oh, do it, because 200 is divisible by four. Oh, wait, except it's not a leap podcast because it's also divisible by 100. (laughs) Correct. So we can't ask for ratings on iTunes or reviews.
2: You could also check out our other podcasts, uh, Train Hot Dog <laughs> and
1: Advice Hot Dog. It's true.
2: And I think Horror Show Hot, yeah, Horror dog, Show is still Hot dog is still
1: going. Yeah. so Advice Hot Dog, there was a new one published just yesterday.
2: That's exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your arm in the washing machine and keep cleaning the recliner.
0: Have well, a nice week, like everybody. <laughs> Good night.
2: Percy Sherps.